Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome, everyone, and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. And as always, before beginning, I like to start by giving all honor, all glory, and all praises to Father God Almighty, who art in heaven, His Son, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, because without them, I am nothing. But because of Christ Jesus and what was done at the cross, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, including this podcast, as well as this podcast episode, as well as this podcast series. And once again, I'd like to also take some time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening, downloading, etc., I truly appreciate it. God bless you. And to God be all honor and all glory. And also, before beginning, I would also like to take some time out to send out some heartfelt thoughts and prayers for all of those who have been affected by Hurricane Ian. Believe me. I know exactly what that feels like. Been through it twice. But God is good. He's a restorer. Where I am, the temperature is currently 63 degrees. And it's in the evening. The time now is currently 11.13 p.m. And by the way, the date is October 8th, 2022. And I am currently sipping on a bottle of water. But earlier I had a cup of, what is it, caramel pecan coffee. It wasn't too bad. It's not in my normal coffee brand. I can't find it anymore. I ran out and yeah, the store doesn't carry it. So I had to pick up this substitute and it was okay. I am a funny coffee drinker. If it don't taste right, I don't want it. <laughs> but it, it, it's okay. But anyway, we give God thanks. Well, we have come to the third part of the Samson the Strongman series. And the name and title of today's episode is An Eye for an Eye, A Tooth for a Tooth. As they did to me, so I have done to them. This is episode number 
So sit back, relax, grab yourself your favorite hot or ice cold beverage and join me back here in a few minutes as we get started. So see you in a few. Are you looking to spice up your quiet time Bible time with the Lord? Well, guess what? I might just have the right thing to help you. There is nothing better than being able to spend quality and intimate time with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and in His Word. For many of us, this may look different from day to day. Check out my 20-piece digital quiet time Bible study bundle. It comes with six topical scripture writing plans to encourage and uplift you as well as to help you get into the Word of God. So if you're ready to dig deeper or simply ready to give your Bible study a boost, check out my 20-piece Quiet Time Bible Study Bundle and other digital Bible study resources at Jahira Print Shop. The link will be featured in the description box. And as always, I'd like to take the time out to say thank you to each and every one of you. I do hope and pray that you will be blessed. listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. So welcome back. I hope you had some time to go and grab yourself a nice hot or ice cold beverage. So yes, so we have arrived at Samson, the strong man, part three. So without further ado, let's get started. So, if you had a chance to listen to the last episode, and if not, I will leave a link in the description box where you can go back and listen to part one, as well as part two. But last time in part two, which was part of Judges 14, today's episode will be covering the latter part of Judges 14, and Judges 15. So in the last episode, we left off with Samson and his parents going down to Timnah to get him one of the daughters of the Philistine, whom he had seen and wanted for as a wife. Now, the Bible also tells us that this was all part of God's plan. And also in that episode, we also touched on or talked about Samson killing the lion and not telling his parents what he had done. He also decided to hold a feast and 30 of Timnah's men decided to join him. And of course, Samson poses a riddle to the men of Timnah to solve within seven days of the feast. 
and the bet was if they could solve the riddle within seven days, then Samson would have to give them 30 pieces of linen garments and 30 changes of clothes. However, if they were not able to solve the riddle, they instead would have to give him the 30 pieces of linen as well as the 30 changes of clothes. When the men were unable to come up with the answer to the riddle, they sought out Samson's wife to help them to pry the answer out of her husband. And of course, they threatened her that if she did not follow suit, they were going to burn both her and her father to death. Boy, those Philistines were not easy. And Samson's wife, she did exactly what she was told. After all, her life depended upon it. At first, Samson refused to give her the answer. But after much harassment, he decided to give it to her. And of course, when the men came back to her, in return, she gave the answer to them. And then we continue on. So the men of Timnah were able to solve the riddle with the help of Samson's wife. And of course, this meant that Samson would have to pay up instead of the men of Timnah. Now, Samson was not a happy camper. Clearly tells me he was not a, he was a sore loser. And of course, he became angry because the men had pried the answer out of his wife. And the Bible tells us in Judges 14 verses 9 that this, excuse me, Judges 14 verses 19, that the spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. And of course, he then went down to Ashkelon and killed 30 men and took their clothes and gave them to the men of Timnah. Now remember, all of this was part of God's plan of getting back at the Philistines for what they had done to his people. Samson's anger was so hot that he did not even return home to his wife. Instead, Samson went back to his parents' house. So he was so angry that he did not even return back home. Instead, he just went to his parents' house, like I said before. Now, chapter 14 does not tell us exactly how long he was gone. However, I had to, you know, I have to assume that he was gone for quite some time. Now, exactly how long of a time, I'm not sure. However, I do know this because the Bible tells us this. Because her father later decided to give Samson's wife to his friend, who just also happened to be his best man. So now we have arrived at chapter 15. In chapter 15, it tells us that after a while in the time of the wheat harvest, Samson finally decided to visit his wife. So finally he made up his mind to go back to Timnah 
to visit his wife. I guess at that point he remembered he had a wife. And he also decided to take her a young goat. And this was probably some sort of maybe guilt or peace offering for him being away from her for such a long time. Now, when Samson arrived back in Timnah and he decided to go into his wife, the Bible tells us that her father would not allow him to go into her. And this is what her father said to him. And it reads, I really thought that you thoroughly hated her. Therefore, I gave her to your companion. Is not her younger sister better than she? Please take her instead. Hmm. So, Samson's father thought that Samson was angry with her because, of course, he left her and he went back to his parents' home. And he, he left his wife unattended. Now, who does that? But remember, all of this is part of God's plan. Doesn't make no type of sense, but there's a plan and God has a plan. Everything that is being done here is part of God's plan of getting back at the Philistines. So, of course, Samson became angry because they had given his wife to another man. Now, Samson went out and he what he did. One thing I noticed about Samson. Boy, if you did anything to him, he, like we say back home, he going to fix you. <laughs> but anyway, so Samson went out and caught 300 foxes. He took them and he tied them in pairs by the tail, placing a torch between each pair of foxes. And the Bible tells us that when he was finished, he let the foxes loose into the grain fields of the Philistines, burning down all their grain fields as well as their vineyards and olive groves. He burnt it all down. And when the Philistines found out what happened, they too took vengeance into their own hands. And they decided to take Samson's wife and her father and burn them both to death just as Samson had burnt down their grain fields, their vineyards, as well as their olive groves. Something just tells me that the Philistines love fire. Hmm. They probably in the fire right now too. Or eventually they will be. And when Samson learned what they had done to his wife and to his father-in-law, he became angry. And he retaliated by taking revenge against his enemies, the Philistines. And what Samson did, Samson went after the men who killed his wife and his father-in-law. And the Bible tells us that he attacked them hip and thigh. And when Samson was finished, it was a great slaughter. In other words, a bloodbath. He then left and went down to Etam and stayed in the cleft of the rock 
And when the Philistines learned where he was, they went up to Judah in order to lay wait and capture him. But when the men of Judah saw that the Philistines encamped in Lehi, they asked him, why have you come up against us? And the Philistines answered and said, we have come to arrest Samson to do to him as he has done to us. Upon hearing this, 3,000 men of Judah went down into the cleft of the rock where Samson was hiding out. And they said to him, Don't you know that the Philistines rule over us? What is this you have done to us? Samson said to them, As they did to me, so I have done to them. Kind of like an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And they told him that they had come to arrest him and that they were about to deliver him over to the Philistines. But Samson made them swear that they themselves were not going to kill him. And they told him, no, but we will tie you securely and deliver you unto their hand. But we will surely not kill you. So at least they were being honest with him. They were not going to kill him, but they told him, we were going to tie you up and we're going to hand you over to the Philistines. And the men of Judah went ahead and tied him up just as they had promised and brought him up and out from the rock and delivered him into the hand or tried to deliver him actually into the hands of the Philistines who were eagerly awaiting to get their hands on him. Mm. And once they arrived at Lehi, where the Philistines were encamped awaiting his arrival, they came out shouting against Samson. Kind of like when the young lion came out roaring against him and he killed the lion with his bare hands. Something tell me, that Samson didn't like nobody roaring at him, period. Well, in all the same manner, when the Philistines came up against him and when he killed the 30 men of Ashkelon, the same way, once again, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. And the ropes that were on his hands became like flax burnt with fire and they broke loose from his hands. Now Samson found a donkey's jawbone nearby and he reached out and grabbed it. And of course the rest was history. And he used that jawbone to kill 1,000 Philistine men. And when he was finished, he said, with the jawbone of a donkey. And this is verse 16, actually. So this is going to be Judges 15, verse 16. And this is what he says. He said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of the donkey, I have slain 
a thousand men. And when Samson was done speaking, he threw away the donkey's jawbone. And he then called that place Ramath-Lehi, which means jawbone height or jawbone hill. But when he was finished, a heavy thirst came upon him and he began to feel extremely thirsty. I mean, after all, he was just in the fight of his life where he slaughtered 1,000 Philistines. Now that took a lot of strength and a lot of energy. So he was thirsty. In other words, he was kind of like dehydrated. Samson does something that he had never done before in his entire life. Well, according to his story from Judges 13 to 16, or let's just say from Judges 13 to 15. And this is what he does. Of course, it would not be his last, but it was definitely his first. And it's a pity that he never continued doing this throughout his journey. And what Samson did was, Samson cried out to the Lord. And this is what he said. He said, you have given this great deliverance by hand of your servant. And now shall I die of thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised? And of course... Jehovah Jireh, the provider, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, and the God of his parents, split the hollow place that was in Lehi and created a well or a spring, whichever way you want to call it, that provided water for Samson to drink. Indeed, like they said, when we come to the rock, we will never run dry. The well will never run dry. Now, this kind of reminds me when God provided water for the Israelites in the wilderness, when he brought them out of Egypt, when Moses struck the rock. It also reminds me of when God provided water for baby Ishmael, when Hagar ran away from her mistress. And when the Lord heard the cry of the little child, he provided, he provided. And in the same way, he does the same thing for us. When we as his children cry out to him, but we have to seek him first instead of trying to do it all on our own. And there are many times in the past before I was taught properly that I would try to do it all on my own because I never knew that I had to seek the Lord. I didn't know that, but I do know that today. God is able. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above beyond all that anything that we could ever ask or imagine as long as it's according to his will and purpose for our lives because he's our father to Christ Jesus who died for our sins. And when Samson drank the water, the good Lord had provided. The Bible tells us that his spirit returned. So clearly his spirit was leaving him. So he was literally dying. Or, as you could say, dying of thirst. And the Bible tells us that once he drank that water that God provided, he was revived. The same way when we go to the rock and we drink that living water, 
We are revived through the redemption of the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes. And God is that rock that we should always run to. He is our God. He's our father. He is our rock. He's our fortress. And he is our deliverer. And he's also our redeemer in the form of the son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. He is the triune God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And when Samson's strength had returned and he had been revived, he called the place where God had met his need once again, En-Hakor, which means spring of the crier or spring of the caller, which is in Lehi as evidence of what God did for Samson on that wonderful day. Tell me, isn't God good? Yes, he is. All the time. The God back in the days of Samson is very much the same God today. When we cry out to him, he will hear us. Because of what Christ has done on the cross, we have that connection and we can call out to the Father whenever we are in need. So yes, so actually that is the end of part three of Samson, the Strong Man series. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you are our rock, our fortress, our deliverer, and redeemer through Christ Jesus who died for our sins. Father, may we cry out to you just as Samson did at the spring of the caller. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So up next is the quote of the episode. And this episode's quote is One hour of prayer will often yield greater results than many days spent in the company of others. I'm going to read it one more time because it's a powerful quote. One hour of prayer will often yield greater results than many days spent in the company of others. And that's by Mr. Andrew Bonar. And it was taken from my favorite devotional, which is my devotional of the year, Streams in the Desert by L.B. Kalman. And once again, I'd like to take this time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode, this podcast, this series has been a blessing to you. And if this episode or this podcast or this series has been a blessing to you, please feel free to share it with others. Remember that the gospel is free and remember that Jesus Christ is coming. Please feel free to also subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, and Podomatic.com. It can also be found on Google Podcasts, Castbox, Player FM, Podacy, Podtail, Deezer, 
and everywhere that podcasts can be heard. You can also feel free to like, share, or subscribe on either one of the above-mentioned platforms. Also, please feel free to check out my other podcast entitled The Nuggets of Thankfulness Podcast, which is a devotional podcast, which is also featured on Spreaker.com, Podomatic.com, iTunes, and Google Play, and everywhere that podcast can be heard. And if you'd like, you can simply drop me a line at spareandjavelin777 at gmail.com. You can also check out my blog at www.arlenaflanders.wordpress.com. I also look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. Remember that as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. But now is the time. Don't wait until it's too late. Be blessed.